clear their airways for the big broadcast. It's time for HempRadio.com, your source for everything hemp and cannabis. With your hosts, Patty Cakes, the queen of cannabis, and Candace Haas of Orange County Normal. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to Hemp Radio. I'm Patty Cakes, and I'm here with my favorite bud, Candace, and Magic Mike. Did you want to say something? Candace is yawning. I'm just so tired. That St. Patrick's Day kicked my butt, man. Yeah, what did you got? (laughs) We're going to talk about what everybody did here. Just trying to stay alive. All those drunk drivers on the street. See, I don't drink, so I had a green joint. Well, of course you had a green joint. I use my, I mean, my green is pot. So I stick to what I know best. And Candace, what did you do? I just had to go to school, but, uh, you know. A little party? I tried to act like I partied, but. Did you drink green beer? No. Okay. I Well, Magic Mike, give him the microphone. <laughs> Our little Magic Mike, who, who tries to be, like, real innocent and, and proper. Yes. Well, we heard his phone call. His He, he drunk dialed. I loved it. Do you want to tell us about your incident? And meanwhile, it was horrifying. Well, they can hear it on Bar Talk. Yeah. Um, Bar Talk podcast, but we'll uh, put a link somewhere where people can see it. But yeah, you, you mean talking about my, my drunk um, messages I left to my co-host, yeah. Crystal? Yeah, I call that drunk dialing. Well, yeah, that, that could be a term <laughs> to use. <laughs> so Mike had a little bit too much of St. Patty's Day, right? Because he's half Irish and half Italian. Yeah. So what half took over? The stupid half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he played uh, the, uh, the the tape for us for uh, Candace and I to listen to. And, yes. of course, we laughed our asses off. Yes. And uh-huh. tell them again where you can listen to that. You're doing a new – what are you doing? You know, you can go – uh, we're doing a podcast called – It's we're interviewing uh, bartenders and hearing their stories. Oh, so it's, it's not all drunks. No, no, it's not going to be all drunks. It's going to be drunk stories. Okay, it's I love dealing it. with insane people, go to bars and things. And it's also going to – we're going to, you know, talk about – a lot of different. It's got kind of an industry show for bartenders. Cool. But we also want to promote, you know, drink, no, don't don't drink and drive and and be safe and smoke know. pot. Yeah, that too. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's they're out there too. So it's gonna be very interesting. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and we're glad that you survived. Yes, I am too. And we're happy that you're with us thank and you. working your magic. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, good, good. And um, that'll be a fun show. There's always crazy, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy stuff that bartenders witness every day. Can you, you know imagine? the broken hearts, the my boyfriend cheated on me, you know, with blah 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 kind of stories they deal with. That'll and be then show. everybody, they they are like the priests in the confessional. Yeah. That's what they exactly. That's what they are because yeah, every, you're bartenders, you're trained psychologists. Why on the is street. that? I mean, is it a drunk thing? I, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never. Sat I noticed in, when I, you know, in Vitos Veritas and and wine, there's truth. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, whenever you start drinking, it's like you know. I guess that's why politicians do a lot of. You know, you find out all the goods when you go out and drink with people. We but, say get them drunk. Yeah. And they'll tell you everything. Yeah. That's what a couple guys told me like when I was campaigning. They're like, man, you just really need to learn how to drink and like go hang out with politicians, get them drunk, and just listen to the shit that they say because that's where you find out like the truth, you know? We're all about the truth. We are all about the truth on Hemp Radio. And now it is time for... Random acts of ridiculousness. Stupid people doing stupid things. Most every story, and this, I love Florida. I lived there. I lived in Fort Lauderdale for several years, and I loved it. My parents lived there. So, you know, it, 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 just there's certain parts of it. People are just like... Like Sarasota? I, 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 <laughs> I, and, and this is a Florida. This is a man called 911 in Florida. Oh, no. Ohio. Sorry. To report his wife for stealing his cocaine. Now. Well, who else are you going to call, you know? (laughs) I think Florida and Ohio are neck and neck in stupid people doing stupid things. So did the the police come in to help him with his issue? He, He, in the call, he said he and his lady got into a disagreement and she took the drugs he purchased earlier. How rude. That day. I mean, how would you feel if your boyfriend or girlfriend took your drugs? I'd be pissed. My pot, anyhow. I don't do drugs. He then launched... This is on the phone. This is what he's telling the cop and the 911 operator. 
He then launched into a profanity-laced tirade against his lady. He was very, very pissed. <sighs> very pissed. Needless to say, they came and arrested him and threw him in jail. And the sad part is the whereabouts of the cocaine remain a mystery. Or his wife. <laughs> That's right. There's no mention of her either. Yeah. So he's in jail he's now. In jail. She's not with him because he ain't got no more cocaine. No, obviously not. <laughs> they broke up. Uh, uh, who knows? But I have another crazy. Uh, this is another one. And this is in, oh my God, Ohio also. Oh. I, I love Ohio because they got some real crazies there. It's called the Bow Movement Bandit. Oh. <laughs> Everybody has bandits and crazy people, but this guy was named the Bowel Movement Bandit, and he was finally caught on tape after three years of terrorizing home in the neighborhood of Castle Homes, and I say he was literally full of shit. So what was he doing to these people? He, he would shit on their cars. Oh, my God. He would shit everywhere. He, he had three years, three years people put up with this. Oh, I mean, so gross. So finally, and this is what gets me. After three years, somebody set up a camera. It took three years, though, to figure that out. And that's pretty scary on its own. They're like, this shit ain't happening to my car. Yeah. <laughs> this one guy said he shit on his car eight times. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's so freaking disgusting. I saw online, it, it, anybody listening out there, if you want to pull this crazy shit up, go ahead. Just put the bowel movement bandit and it'll come up. And um, they caught him on tape, but they haven't caught him yet. Oh. They caught him on tape taking a dump. And um, So log on and see if you can figure, crack this case, so huh? So if anybody knows this guy that's taking a dump, in Akron, call the Akron police. They're looking for the bowel movement bandit. They have his picture. But you know what? It took him three years to figure out how to catch up. So he may never, he may have moved on to a new, he may go to uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Who knows? Oh my gosh. So, Candace, now that we got all that shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Orange County Normal is proud to be a part of HempRadio.com. Orange County Normal is a nonprofit organization in California dedicated to informing and educating the public about the legalization of cannabis use. Come to a free meeting every third Friday of the month at our new office located at 117 West 4th Street in Santa Ana, California, 92701. Or you can visit our website at www.orangecountynormal, that's N-O-R-M-L dot org. Serving all of Orange County since 2010, MB Studio Services is a radio broadcast production facility based in Costa Mesa, California. We specialize in production support for radio producers, voiceover artists, and podcasters. Our ISDN line is available for short notice radio interviews and voiceover projects. We also offer vinyl and cassette digitizing. MB Studio Services, 949-877-6761. That's 949-877-6761 or email us at mbstudioservices at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, visit facebook.com slash hemp radio where you can listen to current and past shows as well as read the latest articles posted by hempradio.com. Hey all you hempsters out there, check out hempradio.com for our fabulously sustainable, reusable, washable hemp tote bags. Hemp, it's as green as it gets. Go to hempradio.com slash stash slash and save the planet. We are so excited to have Tyler Hoff with us, and I call him the original hamster. How are you, Tyler? I'm so happy you're with us today. Oh, it's it's an honor and a privilege. It's a hempsational day in California, and we're on the forefront of a, an amazing wave. And it's exciting to be riding it with you, Patty. I am so excited. Hey, when did we meet? Was it four or five years ago? I don't remember. Yeah, I think maybe three, four years ago. Yeah, something like yeah. That. And you... I met you and your lovely partner, Dodie. She is so fabulous. I love her. Give her a hug 
for me because My she, beloved Hempress. She, she, your hemp, your Hemptress. And she is from Pittsburgh. That's why I really love her. <laughs> she is my Pittsburgh girl. Anyway, so we are so excited that Tyler Hoff is with us. And as I said, he's the original hamster. He's hip, he's hot, and he's hemp to the max. And are you all in hemp today? Of course I am. I'm wearing uh, some hempies jeans, and I'm wearing a a uh, young maven awesome hemp and organic cotton fleece Boy, sweater. You better mention the ho- the hemp tote bag that you have on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also wearing Satori hemp socks at the moment. Aren't those fabulous? Mm-hmm. And I they, love them. They last forever. You know, antibacterial, if you... antimicrobial, antifungal. They feel great on the skin. Yeah, yeah. A perfect material. <laughs> Do you know Candace with Orange County Normal? Have you met? This is my first time. It's an honor to meet you, Candace. Yeah, likewise, likewise. She is fabulous. I checked out your guys' websites. They're awesome. Do you want to mention maybe for the viewers what websites I'm talking about, Patty? Well, Tyler is uh, the, the, the Hemp Bulk Warehouse. Is that what it's called? Bulk Hemp Warehouse. I, was, I always get things twisted. The Bulk Hemp Warehouse, and also Hemp Aware. Let's talk about Hemp Aware first. What exactly is that, and how did you come up with that? Well, it started for me when I was 17. My grandmother introduced me to hemp protein powder. Wow. And A woman before I, her time. <laughs> yeah, you know, she she's uh, an amazing, amazing woman, and I'm so honored and, and privileged to have her in my life. She's really just always brought the organic, you know, sustainable health uh, consciousness into my life. And so I, I'm so thankful for that. And once she showed me hemp protein powder, I, I knew about hemp twine. And I also knew about recreational cannabis or medicinal cannabis, but I didn't know the other aspects of hemp. And so when I saw that it could be made into a food, I thought, oh my gosh, this is this is so abundant. This is so amazing. And this is why I'm on the planet. And right away, I got all my friends together and I created an organization back then called Human Exchange Musical Programs. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. And I wanted to not only make a difference on earth, but I also wanted to make a dollar so that I could be abundant and give as much as possible. So I went to um, France. Where was this? Where were you? Southern California, Orange County. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, born and raised Newport Beach and Costa Mesa. So it was a hotbed for health and wellness. And hemp was just, you know, on the forefront of, in, in you know, back yes, then. Yes, definitely. definitely wasn't as popular. But um, so anyway, I knew why I was here. I, I created an organization. I went to France. I got to build with hemp in France. And I went to Germany and, and, and England and went to hemp hostels and hemp museums and wow. hemp stores. And I got to make relationships with hemp companies all over the world. And I documented it, and uh, I, you know, came back and I went to college. I studied marketing, and uh, to kind of along that theme of being able to make a difference and a dollar, and I simplified it over the years. It, it's no longer Human Exchange Musical Programs, which is an acronym for Hemp. Now it's Hemp Aware. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was all the whole vision for Human Exchange Musical Programs was to build hemp hostels and schools around the world and integrate hemp. Um, you know, pencils and paper and desks and all the, all the schools built out of hemp and essentially create hostels where it was uh, education centered around music and centered around, you know, learning through the arts and hemp as being that foundational uh, material that we use to educate ourselves about not only spiritual principle, but nature and the elements and, you know, health and, and all the different aspects, mathematics and history, etc., um, but anyway, I, you know, I realized that, uh, you can't do everything and it's important to, to focus in on, on specific things. So what we're doing with hemp aware is, is hemp events, uh, hemp aware parties is what we've called them in the past, like cool. hemp fashion shows, hemp workshops. And we're actually gearing up for, uh, the first week of June, which you all know about hemp history week yeah. and up here in Northern California. What are you California. doing? What, what is specifically are you doing? We're going to have a week-long uh, demonstration, expo type of event where we're going to have speakers 
We're going to have examples, as we like to call them, of all the different things that you can make out of hemp. We're going to have educational pieces, books, uh, live music. We're going to have you know plenty of handouts, uh, ra hemp raffles, um, possibly hemp fashion show. I'm sure many of the people there um, are going to be wearing hemp as we have uh, several hemp entrepreneurs and, and people up here. There's a, a musician by the name of Jimmy uh, limo and he's up in Weed, California, which is 20 minutes north oh, yes. of us. We, hey, let me ask you again. What is the date of this event and where specifically is it? So it's the first week of June, Monday through Sunday, and we're going to be celebrating it in Dunsmere, California, which is just near Mount Shasta. What's it called? It's a, Spell that. Dunsmere, D-U-N-S-M-U-I-R, and it's just uh, about four hours north of Sacramento and uh, okay. Eight hours south of Portland, so it's a really great central place where you know uh, plenty of people can come and enjoy the festivities and the celebration of of hemp consciousness and and really raising awareness about the initiatives that are going on right now, educating the farmers. Uh, as a matter of fact, I went to a city council meeting last week in Weed. Uh, they had a fire in September and 150 homes burnt down. Wow. And, uh, my friends and I went up there to propose utilizing hempcrete and hemp building materials as an alternative to rebuild many of those homes. I think that's an incredible idea. Now, is hempcrete um, fire resistant or is it more fire resistant than the typical building materials that we use? It certainly is. There's, there's, uh, I just talked to a gentleman by the name of Anthony Brenner who is with uh, a, a company out of Asheville, North Carolina, and they built a home in Asheville. And he said that um, the, the fire rating is about a, a three to four hour fire rating, which is just substantial compared to other you know, standard building materials, which means it needs a constant flame on it for up to four hours. And there's different materials. There's hemp adobe, there's hemp crete, and you can do different types of applications with the hemp. Um, and hemp crete uh, can't really be used structurally, but it can be used for insulation purposes and obviously it has that sustainable benefit. It's much um, easier on the health, you know, as far as the, the toxicity levels. Yeah. Most of the homes people are living in are full of lead and formaldehyde. Right, and right, right. Candice, you have a question, right? What about the cost, though? Do you, is uh, building with hemp materials substantially more than building with traditional materials? or Because um, I noticed, I mean, I would rather use hemp paper in my daily life. Unfortunately, the way that it is right now, because... There is a limited supply because we can't grow in the United States. It's it's a, more expensive. Right. We were just talking about that prior to the show about the hemp paper because I've looked for it for a couple years. I wanted to do the tags that are on my bag in hemp paper, and it's not cost effective. It's like almost $3 a sheet. Right. So, you know, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, I'm the biggest promoter, uh, you know, of hemp. But I do understand sometimes there is that cost involved. Yeah. So how is the Mostly. cost of using those kind of materials? So, you know, each material is going to be different yeah. as it's coming from different parts of the world. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the paper right now is coming either from um, uh, Romania or uh, England, France, Germany. Um, and obviously it's going to be must a lot more cost for shipping. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, sources of hemp paper, like 25% hemp, uh, 75% right, 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 consumer. Right. But, you know, the prices are substantially more, and, and it really has to do with the importation yeah. issues that we're dealing with with hemp. Um, as far as building materials, it's definitely comparable to other building materials. You know, to, to build an entire house when it comes to all of the nails and the drywall and the two-by-fours and you know, the, the labor that it takes to, to build a home is definitely comparable and if not uh, more cost effective to utilize hemp uh, in the long run because, you know, not only does it last longer, uh, but it's it's much more sustainable as, oh, as it's far durable, as long-term investment. Oh, yeah. And for people so, that care about, like, the, the thumbprint the, you're leaving exactly, or the footprint you're leaving on the environment, exactly. you know, it's worth the cost to them. But, Most certainly. And this will change. Once we start growing hemp here legally and when do you think that's going to be tyler i am anticipating 2016 we're going to have some major major shifts on what is allowed uh, to be done here in california and uh, i'm really excited about you know the different initiatives that are out there there's one uh, that is called the california and hemp 
uh, initiative. Let me see here. It's yeah, the CCHI, the California, exactly. the California yeah. Cannabis Hemp and Health Initiative, right? Exactly. Yeah, CCHI2016.org. Well, uh, and you know, so, and I like what they're talking about there because they're talking about fair and equal access to hemp, not just universities and not just. You know, we've the research has been done. Let's just start growing the exactly hemp and they making know. houses and making cars and making plastics and making paper. Let's just start doing it now, rather than wasting more time on seeing if it's viable. Obviously, it's viable. It's been done for the last ten thousand years, and we're not stupid. We just need to, to apply our knowledge and, and and do what we know is is the right thing to do. Now, so. I, I know that California is um, in a drought right now, and they think the drought's going to get even worse. How is hemp with water usage? Is hemp a plant that requires a lot of water? Like, if California started allowing industrial hemp, do you think that would make our water shortage worse? Or do you think it's actually better than, like, the trees well, and other plants? it's better than cotton. Yeah. Do you it, happen it, to know how much water hemp needs, or...? That's a great question, and I'm actually going to be pr producing a report. Uh, the mayor, Bob Hall, of the uh, city of Weed, actually I love him. asked me I want to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> he, put he asked me to put together a report on the viability of job production mm -hmm. in Weed because yes. they have several lumber mills there that are you know, doing a lot less business, if not closed, and they want to start putting people back to work. They, right. It, I think have over twenty percent unemployment rate. So and if we can start growing hemp. There, I think that's pretty high. Twenty exactly. percent. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. the population in weed is like twenty-one thousand people, oh, wow. or twenty-one hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like seven thousand. I think yeah, six thousand, something like that. Yeah, I. But did anyway, it, I looked it Alfalfa up. and oats and barley are, are the number you know three uh, field crops that are grown in Siskiyou County. And I'm actually putting together several different numbers as far as irrigation, uh, as far as, you know, the production, you know, like, for example, about a thousand um, pounds of hemp seed are produced per acre, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in up in Canada is at least what they're getting. It's anywhere from 700 to $1,500 profit per wow. acre. So, and that's just on seed production. That's not, you know, getting into herd and other byproducts that can be produced from the plant. So there's so much potential, far less pesticides, if any, are required to grow industrial hemp. And it's it's definitely a lot less water, uh, you know, because it is a very rugged plant. Yeah, and whether you're yeah. Growing it's it hardy. Textile, it's very hardy. Mm -hmm. Depending on what purposes you're growing it for, will we'll obviously require different water. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Germany, France, Spain, England, all these other countries, Canada are already growing hemp. So obviously, it's 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 economical. Obviously, right. It's and look at Canada, their weather. You you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, I, it's it's so, kind of similar to Northern California. Exactly. What so. I learned about hemp that it can grow pretty much. Everywhere, just like weeds, like dandelions. Like, exactly. I was just saying the I've other day, up to seventy percent. Sorry to interrupt you, Candice. Seventy percent of the land on the on the uh, planet can can grow hemp. Wow. Right. I was just saying, man, weeds grow everywhere. You could drop like a pack of weed seeds like on the moon, like dandelions, and it would sprout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Some exactly. plants are just so hardy. Uh, when you, you said know? weed seeds, I'm talking weed seeds. <laughs> I, I have a very, very important question. There's certain kind of weeds I hate, certain kind of weed I love. I know. <laughs> this is an important question, Tyler. Now, I want to talk more about Weed California. If I married the, the mayor of weed... Can I get a weed license plate that says weeds are us? <laughs> you can do anything you want. Patty. I, I, I want to go to weed so bad. I love the name. I, well, come up for the be, event. You'd be the first lady of weed? I want to be the... <gasps> Candace, that was, that's what I was trying to think of. The first lady of weed. You could still get a vanity plate down here that says that. You just have to convince the DMV that it's okay. <laughs> weed California. I say, hey, I live in weed Cal You know, weed California is where I'm from. There you go. <laughs> I'll fight that. Well, it's, and it's actually named after Abner Weed, who's the founder yes. back in the in the 1800s. And, and uh, you know, back then, I don't think cannabis was referred to as weed. That's more uh -huh. of a new invention. Yeah. I think they tried changing the name because the conservatives were really against the name. They tried changing it back in the 60s or 70s. And, and obviously, they didn't win. But, um, you know. Well, in the 1940s, Weed, California boasted the world's largest sawmill. So mm -hmm. now 
if they did that, there is no reason why they can't grow hemp and process it and do everything in weed because they've already done it with, they've had a sawmill. Absolutely. It's, it's the perfect match. Hey, if you get this going, I want to get, are you speaking with the mayor, did you say, of weed? Yes, Bob Hall. He uh, Bob asked me Hall. To okay. put together a, a, a job viability of industrial hemp for, I the, love for it. the city of weed. I love it. I say, well, this is my this is my uh, campaign for them. Save weed, grow hemp. <laughs> exactly. Is and, that, and I think we should use that for them. I think you should print it's that on some hemp thing. hemp shirts and sell them on the side of the road. Yeah, if they're save in weed. weed. I mean, we mean weed, California. Save weed, exactly. grow hemp. <laughs> yeah, it's so, really a, a powerful marketing opportunity. Yeah. And if oh, they yeah. want to take advantage of it, it's it's definitely going to gain attention. I mean, if you drive down the five freeway, you're going to see big billboards with Rasta, you know, colors and say, I, I heart weed California. <laughs> and people are getting off the, you know, the freeway to take pictures and they're not doing it because they love the town. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love not, it. But that's not to say that the town can be loved. You know, it has yeah. some wonderful historic value, but you know, there's like at least 10 stores on Main Street in downtown Wheat that are closed right now. They need to bring life. They right. need to bring yeah. something of meaning and purpose, something that's sustainable and long-term. And what a better venture than to start bringing hemp businesses, right. to start bringing you know, entrepreneurs and, and educators and getting you know, hemp, like you were saying, the, the mills to start processing this and turning it into cars. Or I mean, at, at least, one time, you know, that's what they did wood. with wood. So why can't they do yep. it with hemp? Hemp can help put weed back on the map, huh? Oh, my God. I, we are exactly. so fabulous today. Say that again, Candace. But <laughs> Just, uh, Where are our sound effects? Yeah, hemp can put weed back on the map. I love that. I love that. Hey, do you have any more hempisms? Or hemp, oh. hemp creates weed jobs? <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're constantly empowering and educating ourselves with what's important. <laughs> there you I, go. Triple pun. We, we, we like to put emphasis on the things that are going to make a difference and a dollar because obviously we all want to feed ourselves. We need to clothe ourselves and we need to put a roof over our head and hemp can do all three of these things. Yeah. So, you know, just raising awareness about all these things and doing radio shows and and, and spending our day-to-day -day actions, you know, with integrating hemp is what Hemp Aware is all about. And, you know, I appreciate you guys because you're Hemp Aware. You're Hemp Aware Verified. You know, you're spreading seeds of consciousness by just being who you are and, and, and everywhere you go. You're, like Christ said, you know, being the example in the world that you want to see or like, you know, Gandhi said as well. So that's really, for me, what hemp has been is this vehicle to live for something that I believe in and, and make a difference and, and really do something that, that you know, is going to leave a legacy. So um, hempaware.com, we're going to be you know, putting up that report here probably within the next week uh, for the mayor and, and for the town of Weed to start creating jobs. But that's going to be an exemplary document <laughs> for the rest of the world. So, you know, we're, we're just going to be constantly hemp-educating and, and, and spreading the, the news. And so the more that um, obviously we can put our dollars, and I know hemp right now is more expensive than most other products compared to it, but not really. I mean, if you no, are... No, it lasts longer. It's better. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many pluses. It's easier to grow. It doesn't take pesticides. I mean, there's a whole thing about it. Yeah. You know? Orange County's mm -hmm. actually had a history of being hemp-friendly. Um, before Orange County Normal, back in the 90s, there was a group called the Orange County Hemp Council. Um, how long mm -hmm. ago were you down here in Orange County? Well, I was born in 1984, and I He's went to... Orange Coast College back in 2002. Okay, and, so you might have been uh, around had, back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a part of that particular coalition, but I definitely did my fair share of, of raising awareness and getting signatures on Prop 215. And, Very cool. And doing things to uh, you know raise hemp awareness. We were doing hemp aware parties and uh, showing people hemp recipes and hemp fashion shows and hemp crafts for the kids. and So how do, and how do they get to you? If anybody wants to contact you or n learn more about you? Uh, hempaware.com is, you know, a, a great resource for educational uh, resources. Also, you know, events that are happening. 
Uh, and really, one thing that we'd like to do is, is let other companies that are hemp aware to, to become, you know, they can go on our website and get stickers. They can get the, uh, the free logos that say we are hemp aware verified and let other, you know, it's a way to let other people know, even if you don't have hemp products in your company, but you want to, right. or let's say you're a grocery store and you sell hemp products or you're a musician and you wear hemp or, you know, you, you, um, own a company and you want to print on hemp paper, etc. you can be a hemp aware verified company and you nice. can put that logo on your website and links, you know, to hempaware.com and, and hemp or, you know, hemp radio and, just, you know, get the word out about, you know, these hemp companies because it's us, the people that are going to make the difference. You know, we don't really need to go change the laws and, and, and do all the political things as much as we need to do the day-to-day -day yeah. actions of where we put our money, what we choose to put on our body, in our body, in our homes. And that's really what's going to make the difference and being that example. Yep. So, and the word is uh, spreading. I mean, hemp is becoming more and more mainstream. I see it in the, the front aisle and in, in Target nowadays. You oh, know? right. <laughs> I saw that, too. I yeah. was like, oh, my God, it's, it's just, hemp. Yeah. It's in your face. No in your way. face. Yes. Yeah. At it, Target? Yes. Yeah, like at the end caps, too. Yes, you know, I saw in the, it. In the food aisle. Yeah, I, I definitely awesome. saw it. Yeah. yeah. And well, the, they're and right the on Target. The, yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, they're coming out of the hypnosis. There you oh, go. <laughs> oh, thank God. We need more people to come out of the hypnosis. But you know what, Tyler? <laughs> you are so hemp fabulous that we are so happy that you joined us today. And uh, you're definitely, we want you to come back again. And Let's have him back for Hemp History Week, definitely. Well, he's, gonna work, he's working that event. Well, well, we'd be happy to do a show during the event. It's going to be uh, every day from 11 until about five o'clock on um, on uh, Monday through Sunday, right. and we're gonna ha it's gonna be at the Hotel California Dunsmuir, and we're gonna be showing hemp documentaries. We're gonna have wow. temples. We're going to you know do hemp recipes and and as much as we possibly can. It's just gonna be hempsational, nice. uh, you know, exemplary event with all the different exemples and. It's going to be hemp, hemp, hempinin. Cool. <laughs> you are so fabulous. Hey, it's been absolutely great. And it's time for us to take a short break. But Tyler, you definitely will come back. And maybe Dodie will come back with you. And we can talk to her too. But thank you so much. And we're going to be back with more hot, hot topics. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. Like us on Facebook. Visit facebook.com slash hemp radio where you can listen to current and past shows as well as read the latest articles posted by hempradio.com. Hey, all you hempsters out there. Check out hempradio.com for our fabulously sustainable, reusable, washable hemp tote bags. Hemp. It's as green as it gets. Go to hempradio.com slash stash slash boutique and save the planet. Hi, this is Willie Nelson for Normal. And like millions of other responsible Americans, I smoke pot. There's nothing wrong with the responsible use of marijuana. And it's none of the government's business. Let's get the government out of our private lives once and for all and stop arresting smokers. Let's take a stand for personal freedom. To learn how you can help, go to normal.org. Serving all of Orange County since 2010, MB Studio Services is a radio broadcast production facility based in Costa Mesa, California. We specialize in production support for radio producers, voiceover artists, and podcasters. Short notice reservations accepted for ISDN radio interviews and voiceover projects. We also offer vinyl and cassette digitizing. MB Studio Services, 949-877-6761. That's 949-877-6761. Or email us at mbstudioservices at gmail.com. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Hemp Radio, and we are having a fabulous day. I'm here with my best bud, Candace Hawes, Orange County Normal. Hey. She is the pot princess. That's what I used to call her when she was little, which was like about five or six years ago. Yeah. But now... <laughs> now I'm past the princess stage. Yeah. But you can't be queen until I die. Yeah. I'm just uh, stuck in the middle. Like Prince you, you, you could be the queen. In, you could be the queen in waiting. There you go. If you want to do that. I'm the Duchess of Dank. Duchess of Dank. <laughs> I love that. And 
Magic Mike. Magic Mike is performing magic as we speak, and we're very, very thrilled. He doesn't like to talk. Did you notice that? <laughs> Only when he's drunk. Yeah. <gasps> Don't give him your number. Yeah. <laughs> Our magic Mike man, you know, there's things that we don't know about him, but we're beginning to. But we love him anyway, in spite of it. And now we have Keiko, and in sync with St. Patrick's Day. What are you going to tell us? Well, of course, I'm with the U.S. Weed Channel, but hello, all you hemp radio lovers out there. And as it happens every year, the cannabis connoisseurs are very excited to match up with whatever particular holiday is in store. And this week was St. Patty's Day. What perfect strain to celebrate than the pot of gold strain. Yay! Yay! Oh, wow! And the original pot of gold strain, it comes from the Flying Dutchman Seed Company creation. Mm -hmm. And it was medaled at the 2003 High Times Cannabis Cup as being an excellent hybrid of the Hindu Kush and the Skunk Number 1. And each one of those plants, you know, produces a great yield of thick, resiny buds. They're a pot of gold, all right. The scent of it is a full, berry nose with a slightly skunky follow. So the taste borders on the sweet side, and that's perfect to find your pot of gold for St. Patrick's Day. So let me tell you, ask you this. Did anybody have any uh, Irish or pot of gold or any of that strains? I didn't know well, this. Um, I ha- <laughs> don't, well, I don't have any right now myself, but I'm sure a lot of our wonderful Irish patty out lovers out there may have some in stock. I don't know anything, but if anybody needs any from seeds from the Flying Dutchman, they can always call and order if they don't live in the country of the United States, they can order them. <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. We, well, that, that's another show. That's another... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fabulous. I'm drooling. I know. I would love to have some right now, too. But, you know, it was nice to have OC Weed Review, our friend Jeff there, share with us the great information. Well, is it an indica or week. sativa? I'm sorry. It's a hybrid. Hybrid, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yes, so it's going to give you a nice balanced body, mind, and in the end, spirit high. So um, well, that's the nice thing about hybrids. That might be good for me because I need to do the mind thing. You know what I'm saying, Keiko? What's up with your mind, Patty? It's fabulous. But sometimes <laughs> it gets a little bit out of control. You know how I get, you know? Well, we all go through those ebbs and flows of things happening. Is that what we're um, calling them now? Well, yes, and that's why good medicine is always wonderful to have available to you to balance you everything out in your life. Okay, I need to uh, ask you about this one. I smoked it this weekend and got lost a mile what? from my house. It was... And she oh, can't I even remember. Wait, Louis the 13th? You always get lost around your house, though, Patty. I remember one time she dropped me off, and she got lost down the block well, from house. Well, I have house. a GPS. But <laughs> Don't I, smoke the Louie and take a walk, huh? Uh, I'm telling you, I haven't smoked pot like this in a long time. Wow. Well, what's happening now, a lot of people feel that, you know, sometimes they need a little relaxation. It sounds like you were a bit more relaxed, and you can't remember what it was that you smoked? Yeah, Louis the, Louis the 13th. Oh, oh. That's funny. Is I, that what it's I, called? I've never had that one. It's an OG, from what I understand. I, I don't know. I Do you know what I OG checked... actually stands for? Oh, God. Oh, no, <laughs> OG stands for ocean grown. Did you know that? No. That's what OG oh, stands wow. for. So, so, like OG Kush people, is like ocean grown Kush? Yes, grown by the ocean, but uh, I don't think that a lot of people know that. No, they think it's like original gangster or something or yeah, original. Well, that's what I we're thought. We're down it was. in the hood with the OG. <laughs> so, do you have any well, other tidbits for us that might. Well, yes. There's just a brand new national survey done across America, and they're saying there is now a very strong majority in support of marijuana legalization, but the even larger majority in support of decriminalization of cannabis. I mean, all together across the board, they feel that it should not be a, a, a criminal offense. 
So that we are making headways and, across the country. And you know what? I think that now that initi- initiatives are going to be a thing of the past because the people have spoken. More and more states are getting legal. And I think that, you know, our lawmakers, hopefully, you know, in Washington or wherever they're supposed to be, are doing their job and they're they're changing. They're changing their mindset. Yeah, we have a story about that later on. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's invigorating, you know, to know that these people are finally getting educated about hemp and cannabis. Well, interesting, with that uh, across the country, they said 40% completely agree with the statement that um, it should be uh, decriminalized, I mean, altogether, so recreation across the board, and that if there is any uh, jail time or fines with larger amounts, it should be something from $25 to $100. Thank you so much. At least we're headed in the right direction. And that was a national poll that was done by Gallup Poll. And um, I don't know if you know anything about Gallup, but... um, I used to date them. Shut up. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Did he? You're did he ask yourself. You, <laughs> what, what, what were the questions that he may have asked you? I'm was not that telling. It's a secret. Oh, honey, I when mean, you come on the show, we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Um, but again, being that Americans really appear to be supportive of decriminalization, recreation, and medical use, uh, I think that's encouraging. Now, if we can just get everybody's ideas and thoughts on the ballot. So each one of these states can vote for it then. And so, yeah. Uh, and it looks free like, the weed. Right. Free and it the looks weed. Like Oregon, the regulations for the state of Oregon are on their way to uh, getting everything compliant for their recreational use. And that is an interesting state because Oregon has such a large group of serious longtime growers up there who they will remain nameless. And they were very much against the recreational use because they really thought that it wouldn't be handled correctly. So I almost would love to get one of those growers in a story about what it's been like for them and what they're seeing was going to be happening for their state. Do we want to talk to a grower on the air? From oh, Oregon? yeah. We That's... always like to talk to a grower. All right. Great. Definitely. We'd like to talk to them in person, though, probably a little yeah, bit more. I mean... <laughs> So he could bring us samples. We like samples and gifts. Come on. <laughs> well, we don't get paid course, on the station. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's right. We still needed to have somebody uh, send us uh, their strain of the week and have us test it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we wanted to Send us a strain. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the air. We'll give you credit. And we're done. Right. Um, let's see. And it looks like the decriminalization rescheduling process is possible uh, going through from uh, another thing that Obama had mentioned. Hey, did, so you, I, did you read that Nevada legalization would allow pets to use medical marijuana? Now, that is interesting because yes. I'm actually in speaking with a veterinarian now and looking at doing a clinical study with dogs with cancer and using one-to-one oil. There my, are some... My girlfriend... Uh, wait, I'm going to interrupt you for a second sure. like I usually do. My girlfriend's cat was dying of cancer. And really? she gave the cat uh, canatonic every day, twice a day, like a couple little drops in her food because the cat was like walking around the house crying, pissing, shit. I mean, oh, it was... And kid. I loved her. Poor kitty. Poor kitty. She was very old, but she was very loved and very well taken care of. And the catatonic worked. Did she, it really? No more pain. The she, cat's still alive? No, she, oh, she passed like a year later. But I mean, but she was happy. She was purring like a machine, right? And she was jumping. I mean, she did things that, I mean, when she was dying, she was dying. Yeah. And then when she started giving her the catatonic, you know, the cat responded to that. So she started, you know, one of the reasons, because the cat wasn't eating. Yeah. So she, uh, it, it seems like it works with bigger pets, though. Um, 
I have a chihuahua who does not respond very well to cannabis. You know, it gets like how do you shaky give it to? head. No, like when if like if there's like a little piece of chocolate or something you like that. You can't give animals chocolate; they'll die. What are you crazy? <laughs> I know it's not that I do it on purpose, but I mean anything with cannabis in it. Like one time, it was like an ice cream that I had in the car, and she ate that too. You know, it was cannabis, and she got like really messed up. So, but it seems to work really well in, in larger dogs. I have a friend whose both dogs were. Uh, suffering from cancer and sure they were like days away from being put to sleep and they gave their dogs uh brick simpson oil like yeah um Went every other day yeah. yeah and it was crazy sure. the dogs would get so stoned and it was so funny because they look like a stone person just like their eyes and everything you know and like of course. It, it made them feel it better. worked though and it was funny because they they developed a tolerance too, like a humans you know so i think and, it's very interesting the animals have cannabinoid systems you know right Physiologically, cats' metabolisms are very, very different from dog metabolisms. Yeah. And I actually used to make uh, dog biscuits that were infused for and uh, with uh, very raw oats and pumpkin um, uh, seeds and uh, I should say actual pumpkin. And and dogs ingested it very well, and it really helped a lot with their glaucoma and dysplasia as well. But for cats, I think they need to be intaking it differently than, say, dogs would. Yeah, definitely. Smaller portion and stuff um, because they weigh a lot less. You can kill a cat. How how much did you give your dog? How much? Your dog weighs, what, six pounds? Candace? Yeah, about nine pounds, actually. And she got just the tiniest bit, and it was just too much for her. Okay, her little, poor little thing. She's and say so medically though. speaking, it would be great if you could uh, actually rub it into their gums instead of having them ingest it. That's one thing with uh, dogs and cats. Definitely through the gums is much better than them swallowing it because when they swallow it and it goes through their, their digestive enzyme, it gets assimilated much differently than if it's absorbed through the gums. Huh, interesting. So, very interesting. So, yeah, bring it, bring your cat in or your dog in, and let's experiment. But really, oh, I right. I'd rather actually... you experiment with me. <laughs> well, all right. Sometimes doing it rectally with animals works really well as well. So, Patty, if you'd like us to do anything oh. rectally with you, um, you know, I'll we'll have to be sedated to before form. they do that. To I dog. do not want you up my butt. Okay, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's. I, I, Speaking of which, I'm getting ready for a colonoscopy next week, and I'm really, I hate it. Are you serious? You are the second person I know. Somebody, oh, well, you know who has one. Well, you have to get them. Yes, you do have to have one, but it's very uncomfortable, and I'm so sorry to hear that you're having to do that, but maybe you can have a little bit of one-to-one oil before you go in. Oh, honey, I'm dead. Well, it's not the procedure. It's nothing. It's the day before when you have to drink that shit. Exactly. I, that's that is the most horrible. I I do it gagging and coughing. Why don't they just make that stuff taste better? I don't understand. They try to, and it doesn't. My daughter has ordered me now a special one that she said it's good, and that's what she said last year, and it was not. Nah. But anyway, you know, it, it, it's a part of uh, the process. You know, you have to get it done. You know, I don't want somebody looking up my ass, but hey, if it's going to help. Actually, I think there are other things you can do that will help you out even prior to getting a colonoscopy. But remember, I, I was the person who wanted to write the Cordon Blue Book of Animas. Oh. So. <laughs> I am nauseous. No, what no. The Whoa, hell? that's a little bit too much for this girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, animas. The, okay. The, are you but, serious? You know, if, you, if you take care of your colon, then you would never have to worry about a colonoscopy. Yep. You know what? That's that's true, I guess. But I mean, right. it's not like I don't know. It's not like brushing your teeth. I mean, it's like no, you it's know, not. cleaning your butt. It's kind of different. I could tell you stories no. of what I used to <laughs> no. do, but <laughs> no. this is not for we, everyone. We, we like we like what you do now. We like. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear about the eleven-year-old Virginia boy who was suspended from school for three hundred and sixty-four days, just after, short of a year? Huh? Yeah. I mean, hello, after being caught in possession of a leaf that yes. looked like Ridiculous. pot. And it wasn't. What? It wasn't. It wasn't. There's plenty of maple leaves that look like a cannabis plant leaf. Well, so the kid how was did... an asshole and he was bragging. 
He called it marijuana. Okay, so uh, it's eleven. I taught that age. They're assholes at that age. Eleven. It's fifth grade. And you know, boys are goofy. Anything for attention. So this kid had a leaf. Whatever it was. He's like, this is marijuana. Exactly. exactly. And the school's like, you're suspended then. <laughs> For almost a year. That's right. bizarre. So what I... is the school district saying now, Patty? Yeah. Uh, the, prosec- the prosecutor had the leaf tested on three separate occasions. Oh, once wasn't and enough. And the test came back negative for marijuana. We're talking about Roanoke, Virginia. Okay? Well, That's all I'm saying. That tells me you're pretty damn stupid if you have three tests. They all test negative for marijuana. I mean, come on. No disrespect to the people from Virginia, but you know what? There's Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Not a lot of IQ points there at times. I don't want to be disrespectful to our friends there, but I'm so sorry to hear that. Right, and you know what? It's like you have to educate your kids. They can't be little dicks and say shit like that in school. Because as a teacher, I saw and heard everything. And wow. kids do things for show. I mean, yeah. you know, they can have a play gun and say it's real. Well, that's what happens when parents don't address things and they think that, like, abstinence or, you know, not talking about it at all is the best thing for children. But kids need to be, like, taught from early on, like, about responsible conduct, responsible use. You know, you don't joke around about but that Candace, kind of stuff. It's not you funny. you are an example. As a parent... Or whoever, if you're raising children, children only know what they're taught. Yeah. And I can say this right. as a parent and if it's and a not teacher. from you, it's from what they learn from other people. Exactly. But if you give them that basic foundation, they're going to weather any storm. They may drift away, but they're going to come back because as long as they have that foundation, yeah. they're going to be fine. And, and I believe it's all in the parents. So if your kid fucks, is fucked up, then you're fucked up. You yeah. did a bad job. I'm sorry. That's what I say. As a parent well, and a teacher, again, there there are some kids who do, who like to stretch and test the boundaries, and those are kids. I look at those kids and I turn it into something positive. I think they're seekers, so you got to give them as much information as possible when they're what? that much of a seeker. I had kids like that in fifth grade and sixth grade, mm-hmm. and I loved them, but they knew their boundaries with me, and they ended up being my best students because all they wanted to do was succeed. And, and please me. And that was good because I respected them and they respected me. But they were bad. It, not in my class, though. I can just imagine right. a teacher. You assholes. Oh, <laughs> you only knew what I did. I loved them. I had the highest rate of, uh, the lowest rate of absenteeism in the whole school. That's really? That's yeah. great. Well, because they're scared. They were afraid. <laughs> you have to instill fear. That's that's what I'm we saying. We better go, or she's just gonna like kick our government. Just like our yeah. government. You hey, know? Keiko, we have a, a, like a, a little bit of time left. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Yes, I do. Did you guys know that there is a conference that's happening in July, and uh, it is in Chicago, at the Navy Pier, and it is uh, called My Compassion. It's the 2015 Cannabis Conference and Exposition, Exposition, and it is specifically for people uh, interested more so in the medical aspects. And so that's going to be very exciting. And when Chicago, is that? That is July 23rd through the 25th, and again, that's at the Navy Pier in Chicago. The Navy Pier is uh, right beautiful. On the I Lake. know, I love it. It is. And you know what? At that time of the year, I think it's when they have that Italian boat parade. where I love, Chicago. I love it there. It's a great I, I, city. I, I, I wouldn't live there because it's too cold and windy. And it's too hot it's, in the summer. And it's hot in the summer, but... It's the only city that I know where people live, work, and play in their city, and it's surrounded by water. It's incredible. It's fabulous. All it the is. restaurants are outside. It's just beautiful. Yeah. One of my favorite museums is there, the uh, Art Institute there. And, and then, of course, I take the train out to Oak Park to see Frank Lloyd Wright's studio and all this whole um, whole residential area of houses that he designed. So it's a nice. great city. Again, that is the My Compassion's 2015 Cannabis Conference and Exposition, July 23rd to the 25th. And so if you're interested in anything about the medical aspects and supporting people on that path, you know, that would be the great event to go to. Well, you know what? 
you gave us so much good stuff. We're Did so, I really, Patty? I love Only because I want to support you, Hemp Radio, Magic Mike, and Candace from OC Normal. You are, That's what we're love here you. for, Thank right? You. Thank you. And we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more Hot Hot Topics. No trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Orange County Normal is proud to be a part of HempRadio.com. Orange County Normal is a nonprofit organization in California dedicated to informing and educating the public about the legalization of cannabis use. Come to a free meeting every third Friday of the month at our new office located at 117 West 4th Street in Santa Ana, California, 92701. Or you can visit our website at www.orangecountynormal, that's N-O-R-M-L dot org. Serving all of Orange County since 2010, MB Studio Services is a radio broadcast production facility based in Costa Mesa, California. We specialize in production support for radio producers, voiceover artists, and podcasters. Our ISDN line is available for short-notice radio interviews and voiceover projects. We also offer vinyl and cassette digitizing. MB Studio Services, 949-877-6761. That's 949-877-6761 or email us at mbstudioservices at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, visit facebook.com slash hemp radio where you can listen to current and past shows as well as read the latest articles posted by hempradio.com. Hey all you hempsters out there, check out hempradio.com for our fabulously sustainable, reusable, washable hemp tote bags. Hemp, it's as green as it gets. Go to hempradio.com slash stash slash and save the planet. You have some good normal news for us? Yeah, we have one story to share with you guys today. Um, History-making legislation has been introduced um, in the Senate, first time ever. Members of the U.S. Senate, for the first time, have introduced legislation to amend the classification and regulation of cannabis for therapeutic purposes. Senator Carrie Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey, Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, and Kristen Gillibrand, a Democrat from New York, have introduced the Compassionate Access Research Expansion and Respect States Act. Also, it's being called the Careers okay, Act. Okay, so could you say it in easy, like ABC, what it, what it mean, what it's going to do, or what is it? Um, this bill would permit qualified doctors and businesses to engage in state-sanctioned behavior involving the production, sale, and use of medical cannabis without fear of federal prosecution. Although um, Congress recently enacted spending legislation in December seeking to halt the Justice Department from interfering in states that have sanctioned medical marijuana operations, that appropriations measure actually expires in September. So it's, it's good to see that things are moving forward on the federal level. Um, there's also separate provisions um, in the Senate. Uh, there's a proposal to reschedule marijuana at the federal level and remove the compound cannabidiol, CBD, from the Controlled Substances Act altogether. Additional provisions in this bill allow for financial institutions to legally provide services to medical marijuana businesses, permit VA doctors to authorize medical cannabis, and remove the existing bureaucratic barriers that limit investigators' uh, investigations from clinical, clinically studying the plant's safety and therapeutic um, efficiency. Um, while numerous House measures have previously been inter- introduced to amend federal marijuana policy, members of the S- U.S. Senate have never been uh, before considering such measures. And this is great because it's a bipartisan um, Okay, movement. what is bipartisan That means mean? that it's Democrats and Republicans. Okay. It's not just a Republican thing, not just a Democrat thing. And then also today we saw that uh, one of the more influential members of the um, – the Congress, Barbara Boxer, has actually come out to support this act. She had actually, even though she's from a medical marijuana state, she had previously not supported right. Proposition 215 exactly. or 19. So this is a big is move for her. Is she running for a new job? No, I think she's probably, she'll probably be there a little bit longer. But okay, so I don't think, I mean, we're, we're going to do, you're going to be president is like the only other thing, you know. Right. What's the turnaround? What made um, her turn around? I don't know exactly. Maybe just the fact that, I mean, it's just this, the momentum is moving this way. Exactly. If the government doesn't get ahead of it, they're going to be run over by it, you know. Um, the majority of Americans believe that this is just ridiculous, you know. Prohibition doesn't work, and people are going to use marijuana regardless. There's states that are making a lot of money, and so, you know, get ahead of it. Okay, and I want to bring this up because we've been talking about this on the show. 
I read that California marijuana legalization already a four-way tussle. There's four initiatives. Now, this is how people fuck us. Because what's going to happen, Candace? Well, I mean, they're really spreading out the resources. I mean, they're instead of the everybody getting together on one, I mean... What happened to the, the big thresh- powwow? The threshold has uh, lessened. Before, it was 450,000 signatures to get on the ballot in California. Because of our low gubernatorial turnout, it's about 360,000. So it's more likely that some of these littler guys can get on the ballot. But we're going to have ballot fatigue in 2016. They're already talking about this being one of the longest ballots ever. We're going to be voting on like the death penalty again and, and informed consent for abortions and the plastic bag ban and all sorts of uh, numerous things. And if we have up to four medic- four legalization initiatives, I think it's really just going to confuse the vote. There'll be exactly. voter drop-off where They're, people don't exactly. even finish the ballot. And that's what happened before. And let's see, there's the... It's hard enough to get one, let alone four to pass, you know? It's the MCLR. Medical Cannabis... uh, Legalization Reform. I don't know. And then there's the Coalition for Cannabis Policy Reform. Uh And there is the CCHI Uh 2016. And... Okay, the Marijuana Control Legalization Revenue Act of 2014, they're reviving that. Yeah. So... Candace, and I... I would like to see someone combine them all into one. (laughs) Why can't they? Someone needs to do it. Egos and personalities will never do it. I believe, and I've said this from day one, California will be the last state because of egos and personalities. I don't know about the last, but I mean... Next to the last, then. Yeah, it's taken us... You know, it's it's hard to pass anything statewide in California. We're a huge state. I mean, we're as big as pretty much the whole East Coast. We have huge egos in california i really believe that it's not about the business it's not about anything it's not about the helping it's about the egos and once we eliminate the egos i think that we can develop some kind of a neutral or whatever you want to call it that's initiative or thing that satisfies everybody yeah i mean but you know what no matter how bad we are with that shit we sure know how to party <laughs> because California cannabis sales in California amounted to one point one two seven billion. And that's just an estimate because we don't have real numbers dollars for 2014. And you're right. Where do they get these numbers and how do they know they're accurate? Well, they just look at, you know, what other states, I guess, have done. And then they, uh, you know, just multiply it that by our population. No, we're the number one, though. Yeah. We well, they can did... look at Colorado and say Colorado sold $800 million worth of pot and their population is this, you know. So, uh, so California's that's... population oh. is, you know, seven times larger, you know. Well, so. Colorado did. This is all 2014. $801.9 and you know what's interesting about that is actually they sold more medical marijuana than they did recreational marijuana in California. It was close, but there was more medical marijuana sold. So that was in interesting where? too. In Colorado. Okay, so they sold. How how do you how do you? They released numbers and they said. Um, but stores about sell three hundred and ninety. I know, but like the separate transactions because one is taxed, one is not. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and it was about like something like three hundred and seventy for medical and like uh, three hundred and forty, you know, for recreational. You know, it was it's it pretty crazy. But Arizona did uh, one 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 hundred and forty two point two million, and Michigan. They did $65.8 million. Wow. So, Nothing to laugh at. Yeah. I mean, people, listen to these numbers. They're not made up. And I believe these numbers are low because they're not actual. And look at all the people that are still selling pot, pot underground. So we, we don't have any real numbers. Did you have anything else to talk to us about? No, not today. No? Oh, my goodness. Um... Let's see. What else do we have? Is it time to go soon? I love this story, though. Uh, So sorry, Alabama. Uh, A gay couple will not leave their 15 million estate to university over the state's war on marriage equality. So here's a gay, a very wealthy gay company, uh, a couple company. And uh, 
they met at the university in 1972, and they've been together ever since. Uh, they married in Hawaii. They live in Sarasota. And they were going to give their estate to the university. And now they said, sorry, Alabama, you're not giving we're not giving you a penny because here's a gay couple. They want to give their money to the university, but you, you, they, they don't. Uh, Alabama's totally against gay marriage. Yep, they lost out. And a lot of people are going to be doing this. And who has lots of money but gay couples? Every gay couple I know. I mean, they, they don't have kids or anything. Right. Well, they, they do now. Yeah. They're true. starting to have kids. Well, Elton John did, and uh, uh, what's his name did too. So, anyhow, I thought that story was great. And the university never responded because the paper did reach out to the university. And another thing that's happening, Ladybug Magazine, which we, we really need to support, uh, Diane Formbach. And it's great. It's a great magazine. They're, they're celebrating two years. They're having a big bash in Colorado. And uh, it's going to be their two-year anniversary. And... Uh, I don't know where it is, you know, exactly where it is at this time, but you can just go online and look up Lady Bud and uh, check it out because it's a great magazine. Great magazine. Um, I think that's about it. We've had a fabulous show today. Thank you so much. And thank you to, to Tyler Hoff with uh, the Hemp Bulk Warehouse or the Bulk hemp warehouse and i get it confused but tyler i love you so much thank Project you hemp aware. and hemp aware visit the websites and uh read the information he has some great stuff there and if you're interested in buying any hemp twine fabric fiber whatever he sells it and so thank you and uh we've had a great show candace Thank you. And Magic Mike is back on his game, I think. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is kind of worn off now, I, I, I hope. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And you know what? It's time to blow this joint.